What's up, bitch? I would really prefer it if we did not have Kim Petras as our tag. Are we vibing? We're vibing. We're vibing. Oh my god, you're so loud because it's um my sound was at full volume. It was literally like Demi Lovato screaming. <clears throat> you're welcome. You're welcome. Hello, Mark. Hi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to. Oh, are we <laughs> Sorry. Egg. Are you ready? <laughs> One, yeah. two, three. Celtic oh Queens. Of <laughs> Celtic Pops. Yeah. yeah, right. That's us anyway. You know who it is. Hello, uh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> All two hundred of you. Hi there, friends. Um, how are we all? Well, you can't answer that. Um, we're back. I again need to really get used to these earphones because I literally feel deaf again because we took an hour's break and this is just. I don't understand how they're hurting your ears more than mine. They're not hurting. They're just more like um. It, it, they're just cancelling the noise as they should but I just don't like the feeling of being deaf I feel muffled make it, you know to make I mean? it feel like you're underwater yeah I just feel like I, I feel like someone is crushing pillows at the side of my head do you know from these this uh, FaceTime thing that we're doing would be like a pretty good setup for like a unfriended style horror movie a horror a horror a good mm. horror a good horror <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a really good horror. Are you <laughs> of my accent? <laughs> well, um, unfortunately, Mark, this podcast is not one about horror. Um, mm -hmm. It is um, about pop. <laughs> so we are um, actually, you know, how was your coffee? How was your break? Did you enjoy it? It was really good. Actually, I didn't go for a coffee in the end. I went for a mint hot chocolate. Um, oh, very festive, uh, very December of you. I know. Well, I'd already had my three coffees today, so I decided to have a non-caffeine. <laughs> and when oh, I say I have my three coffees this day, I had them before 9am. <laughs> so cutting down on caffeine is doing really well. That's fab. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Finally sticking with it. How was your, how's your lunch? Gorgeous. Um, I went to the post office and then I... Um, got offered a place to go to China in August and then I had my leftover paella from last night, my little prawn Spanish paella, um, which was absolutely delicious actually. I do enjoy that you've talked more about the paella than the being headhunted by China, but yeah. Well, not headhunt, but we will see um, what happens. Me. We'll see where I am in August, what continent. Is it Asia? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it Europe? <laughs> no, it's, well, we're not even in Europe, so it's not going to be Europe. Um, anyway, so gorgeous. So we are going to... We're still in the continent of Europe. Well, are we? You wouldn't say we're in the continent of Europe if we're not part of the EU. Yeah, we're just not part of the European Union. We're still part of Europe, right? I thought we would be. I don't think oh, they. Yes, I, don't, no. I don't think they redraw the lines of the continent. <laughs> just because <laughs> we're at. Oh okay. I'm. Oh, because the little dotted line on the actual maps, like of the globe. Right. I was. Right. Okay. Oopsie. <laughs> 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 
oh my god I really <laughs> because i was thinking like people say like uk and europe but obviously meaning politically they're not meaning like geographically. Not really where you're at on the globe okay babes <laughs> <laughs> well whatever i do more you know i'm not teaching geography yeah let's, let's cross our fingers love that first macedonia and now we don't know where i am in the world great um so <laughs> anyway we're on episode three we are. and you don't know what it's going to be about no this is a surprise one so <laughs> it's because you mentioned it though so basically you have actually come up with the idea because you mentioned it the other day and i was like oh, oh fabulous. so on january 10 which i don't know when this is going to come out but that's tomorrow when we're recording uh-huh. so tomorrow is the 10 year anniversary of the release of Britney Spears, lead single from her seventh album, Femme Fatale, which is the incredible Hold It Against Me. Yes! Oh, yay! I thought that might be it whenever you mentioned it being one that that I had brought up. I just thought, why not? Ten years ago, tomorrow, and then looking it up, we did actually give it Celtic justice, like the UK. I'm not going to say they slept on it, but we definitely treated it better. We did. The Queen deserves her fave, you know, the first two episodes we dealt with 2020 we did it like you know i look back at 2011 but the first episode dedicated to one person in one song it only makes sense Has to, to do her. it about b yeah yeah there was nobody else no one else our friend we've not seen her in a while you know we've <laughs> the three of us haven't caught up since since that little bit different schedules you know schedules and just like life and then obviously like covid and restrictions and like travel and things like that i know i know you know been a bit difficult to catch up so hold it against me 10 years lead single um i'm actually so excited to talk about it because i feel like this always gets forgotten in a weird way um yeah well she herself has forgotten about it (laughs) she she hasn't performed it it, which is just so sad. I listened to it on my cycle to the post office to like get in the mood, and I actually like. I feel like it's a song where I forget how much it like overwhelms me until I listen to it. But that happens every single time I listen to it. Like yeah. it still feels like the first time I'm listening because it is just like so big and huge and has so many bits and like it's got such a good build up and then it's got the breakdown and it's got the like oh. final chorus and explosion. It's, oh, Honestly, I was cycling, being like, honestly, knock me down. Like, someone just knock me down. Let this be the last song I ever hear. Yeah. Be... Let it happen. Oh, uh, so good. Fucking hell. Yeah. Do you know what? Now that you've mentioned as well, I still. Do you remember where you were when you heard it for the first time? Uh, well, I was just in my room, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Well, to be fair, I was in my. I was in my bed, bedroom back home, but it was. I remember it. It, was, it had snowed, and I was sat on my bed just looking out the window. Still, because I had come back for Christmas from my first year of uni and just really, really losing my shit. I can't remember the last, I think the last time, I was going to say the last time I remember losing my shit that much was either (laughs) from the album before. So this is just something that Britney does to me, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't remember like the scenery, Mm. but we all know that my memory is not very special. But I do remember, um, yeah, the devil's in my room just at the computer. Um, or like at my laptop just waiting for it and then it happened and I just remember crying because I was so excited but that used to happen with every single new song that I heard of hers. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
you know um yeah i don't remember it but i do um i remember like i have weird memories around the song one i remember but i think that was the music video i remember like live tweeting the countdown i remember it must have been like 2am or something here and i like stayed up late and it was a school night whatever um and i remember like live tweeting and then this girl who shall not be named because she has since blocked me because i was i was a bit of a bitch to her in high school but she was also a big bitch as well so i'm (laughs) You big bitches, you don't speak anymore. Gross. No, we don't. But controversial, but infamous. Um, but yeah, basically, when we were like friends before we we're enemies, um, she like tweeted me back at like half eight in the morning before school and was like, Oh my god, this is so cute, seeing your reaction, and like tweeted like, Oh my god, Ross's um reaction to Britney's new single is the cutest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, Oh my god, I know I just love you so much. And that was just like like that is a month before Born This Week came out, and I was like, oh, too gay. <laughs> but hold, it, hold it against me. The most heterosexual of all songs. You were, you were like, yeah, yeah, I can I can pass. I can pass as, as hetero for this. Like, there's just no consistency, but yeah, honestly, yeah. the hold, no pun intended, but the hold that she had over me at this time was just, like, un... Next Did you think we hadn't had a new song from her, in like over a year and a half since three yes so yeah. it had been a long time it was a new album there were so many rumors as always about the sound and da, da, da. and then obviously like even now every single time she's recording new music people say blackout two blackout two but at that time did she not because she worked with will i am which we thought might be good and obviously it wasn't that great but she um like we knew she was in the studio doing like upbeat things and i'm sure she tweeted something about blackout sort of suggesting too. at a blackout too so we literally thought it was going to be like i was expecting like give me more i 2. thought she 0. tweeted that i thought was that tweet not after femme fatale and whenever she was recording what would what would inevitably become britney uh, i but maybe not maybe i i don't know i feel like she i mean it wasn't ever her running the twitter back in those days so no i don't know it is interesting um, though obviously nobody would ever 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 compare femme fatale in terms of greatness and you know impact and all of that to blackout but when i think of those two albums i actually do think of them as like two weird sides of a coin in that they're both quite relentless there's no real proper proper slow moment on either album it just so happens that blackout is the more hedonistic version of like hold it against me which is our femme fatale which is like a slightly more sanitized trip to the club yeah that's actually that's such a good way to put it actually yeah because blackout really is just filth and sex and then this mm-hmm. is but in a more it's radio crazy. friendly way yeah yeah um mm-hmm. which obviously it worked because in america this album was huge for her so it worked being radio friendly um but yeah I, that actually does make sense i feel like they're definitely not sister albums but they're definitely cousins they're like yeah they're like cousins twice removed or something like that <laughs> but yeah yeah or eyebrows, as people say. <laughs> Your oh, eyebrows are covered. So it's a size. So let's let's yeah. get into it, shall we? Why not? Yeah. Um, so obviously, the sad thing to look back at Femme Fatale, including this song "Hold Against Me," is that a lot of it was written and produced by Doctor Luke. Yeah. with Max Martin mm-hmm. obviously they were like big dynamic duo we all know who Max Martin is genius 
Sadly, it's not just Brittany and Max. Dr. Luke is involved. We yeah. all know his history now, but at this time, we will just treat it as the song and discuss that. Yeah. Um, so, Bonnie McKee, living legend, legend teenage dream icon. queen. Um, she co-wrote the song with Max and Luke. And I didn't know this. I'm going to assume that you literally did know this, but I had no idea until like 10 minutes ago that and it makes perfect sense now because it's Bonnie, Max and Dr. Luke, but it was originally written for Katie. Um, I think I heard talk about that, but I don't think I knew that that was a definite thing. I feel like those three, whenever they work together, they just sort of shop songs around all the big pop girls. Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose it might not have been written for her, but um, it was offered to Katie first anyway. And then Luke and Max said that it didn't suit Katie. So then... Um, Bonnie recorded it and they pitched it to Britney. But do you not think that's so insane that even though, like, she just came off the Circus album and then Three was number one in America off the Greatest Hits album and then this was the following album, like, the second after the huge comeback. But they're, like, offering songs like this to Katy Perry first before Britney. Like, that's mad. Do you not think? I honestly don't know. I feel like this sound, not necessarily hold it against me, but the sound that Dr. Luke had created and that Max had created was so ubiquitous at this time. And a lot of that was thanks to Katy Perry, I think, because of Teenage Dream being such a massive blockbuster success. It, so it's, as much as I disagree with it, I'm not necessarily surprised that things would have been offered to her first. Although hold it against me is like, yeah, well, I don't know, actually. The thing is like the the, central lyric of hold it against me being such like a cheesy pickup line it's actually more in katie's wheelhouse than it is in britney's that is true i suppose yeah like the whole wink yeah. wink nudge nudge it just so happens that britney can deliver a song like this much more successfully i think than than katie can i don't think katie is as believable whenever she does like Sexy. sexy yeah which we all know is britney's expertise even though she is the cutest most adorable little woman in the world but like yeah. here especially like i mean coming off circus and three it was sex 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 queen of threesomes you know like she wasn't gonna shy away from sex ever um but yeah you're right because lyrically actually as if it could have easily been like kind of cheesy or like uh okay like if it was if it was from someone like Katie, but she just makes it sound so cool. I was just and, like, about to say, Brittany oh. makes it cooler, I think. Which is hilarious, but like also not surprising because I mean, just, oh, she's just so in her bag when it comes to music like this, even though she hasn't probably stepped foot into a club in about a decade. She just does club music so Vocally, well. Vocally, I think, yeah. Club pop, like, oh. But yeah, um, oh. so. That's that. It was released yeah. on January 10th. Can we talk about the demo? Do you remember the demo? Well, I was just going to say it says here officially it was released on January 10th, but then it said it was a demo leaked on the 6th. Yeah. But was that Bonnie singing it? it? Bonnie's, Bonnie's demo. And it so it didn't have it didn't have the um, if I said I want your body, would you hold it against me? And then a boom. Oh, the dubstep breakdown. It didn't have any of the breakdown, which is why that first listen because it stays relatively similar i think to bonnie's demo up until that point and i was like oh it's basically the the same song except it's britney singing it and then that bit came in and i remember lit this is why i lost my shit i was like oh, <laughs> oh. 
Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think I've ever, ever, ever heard that demo. Um, you I'll maybe listen to it. Yeah. Because um, I think, like, oh, there's so many elements to this song that I love. It's actually, but I want to try and articulate my overwhelmedness much better than I did with Sweet Melody because <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Melody, I was just like, and then it, and it, like, yeah. Yeah, I just get so overwhelmed because there's so many, and also because I don't know like the technical names for the parts of the songs. The Neither of us do, so we'll just yeah, like just talk. There's just so so many parts, but like I think my favorite is that after the breakdown, though. Yeah, because the breakdown happens first, so see, obviously it goes into chaos, like it descends into the dubstep breakdown. Yeah. Um, but see, then when it's just like flat, and then it rebuilds so slowly, like bit by bit. Yes. And then it's like all the elements one by one come back in and she's like, oh, it's something I want you, but ah, that is. And it's like, such it's slowly bringing in all the elements in such a way just to have like the most perfect, incredible build up into just like an explosion of, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, like who else can just be like, oh. And then it sounds like so iconic. I would just sound so stupid, like I'm sure I just did, but she just makes like a cat noise and then goes straight into the last chorus. Oh. I just think she sounds so gorgeous on this song. Like her voice is so crystal clear. Um, and in that final chorus, when she's like, in the crowd somehow. Like her little ad libs. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, like she was really singing it. I love it. There is some kind of a remix of the song somewhere that uses those ad libs more heavily in the final chorus. I'll need to find it for you because it the little tiny changes that she makes in that final chorus. Yeah, it's so nice, because obviously a lot of the time it's just the same. It's just her straight vocal, uh -huh. yeah. Whereas this, she's like singing it, and again, I just like when she delivers a pop vocal performance, which she always does, because she always like plays into the song, and it's always like, she is literally, she's the one to play a character in a song and doesn't really care about how good she sounds or anything. It's more about how she sounds and the way that she's delivering things for the benefit of the song, if that makes sense, more the benefit of her vocals. I think that's always the thing with her and it's something I always- um, Which I love. Like to throw at people whenever anybody comes for the fact that she's not the most technically like big singer, um, which she never says that she is and she no. never has said that but it's the way that she embodies a song yeah, and her personality comes through in a song that's worth a million times more when it comes to pop music than someone like Demi Lovato being able to hit whatever <laughs> note she wants. And that's not, she was just the first name that came to my head, you know, mm -hmm. but you'd rather hear, I would, <laughs> I would rather hear Britney use her inflections and change her accent and breathe softly over a song to make it a unique individual thing rather than have her yelling and belting and stuff like that. I think her voice, in my opinion, this is not gonna shock you, is the best, it's the best pop music voice. The way that she can adapt to so many different producers and she's very rarely overshadowed by the production. It still all boils down to her voice. And I think Hold It Against Me is a very good example of it. One of the, one of the little bits that I really love is um, the start of the second verse. You might think that I'm crazy. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Her Whereas Bonnie's, yeah. This actually, I kind of want us to pause here so you can listen to Bonnie's demo because she, Britney didn't follow. Like it's it's Britney's 
the way that she interprets the song herself changes off what the base of the song was before. Shall I listen to it? Yeah. I'm a little high eye. Yes. Um, right, okay, I've got it. It's going to play through the earphones, though. Can you hear that? Yeah, and I want to hear it. I do not like Bonnie's voice. <laughs> she sounds quite like Kesha on the chorus. Yeah, you could actually merge their voices together, couldn't you? Would you hold it against me? Uh, don't really. I don't really want to listen to any more of that. <laughs> no, you don't need it. You don't need any more of it. But I just wanted you to see that, like, she doesn't follow the guide vocal in the way that other artists do. Yeah. Whenever they record a demo, you know, Britney changes it to become her. It becomes her own entirely different beast with her. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't know how to describe it best other than she gives herself to the song for the benefit of the song more than the benefit of her, like, vocal reputation or, like, how people might, like, um, qualify, is that, is that a word? Um, like, qualify her vocals. Like, because she really couldn't care about what people think about her voice in quality or comparison because she just will always want the song to be the best and like has fun with it but then the songs always sound so much better for it like that bonnie she's singing she's fine but all britney's little like moans and um like hi si. like when she just yeah. like, goes with whatever she does like i don't know what goes through her head when she's singing but you can just tell she's having fun with it and it adds so much character we haven't even talked about the in, in detail the British accent, British knee comes into this song. Does it? What nobody else would yeah. If I said I want your body, would you hold it against me? Oh yeah, just before the breakdown. Oh that's I've never yeah. thought that was, I've never thought that was proper British knee. Oh, I always thought it was British knee. <laughs> Otherwise what accent is she doing? Yeah. I've never really I've never noticed the body. Maybe I've over listened to it or I've just projected this onto it because I love British <laughs> so much. But I've always thought that little accent was her her notorious fondness for a a British body. a British moment. Because it's definitely not her norm her natural speaking accent. That's another example of being a little teeny tiny bit weird. I also think it's easy to remember now because and I do think it's in part thanks to Hold It Against Me, but dubstep obviously was like the thing after this song was released but it's easy to remember that in mainstream pop music it really wasn't a thing this song was fucking weird when it came out that breakdown was weird oh yeah well it was i mean people probably don't talk about it now just because dubstep as a genre is pretty non-existent in the mainstream um but yeah no at the time like she was that was one of the things the song was most acclaimed for because it did have the dubstep breakdown and it was like well, what the fuck is this what like because obviously you had like chasing status and dubstep was a thing outside of mainstream pop but mainstream pop for her to then take that like to number one in the u.s like and put it on pop radio in america which we all know is it just a, like not as easy as just yeah the beast and it's like so commercial like it is um insane that she did take it but it just shows again especially with like upbeat music and dance music she isn't afraid to do like I hate words like cool and edgy, but I mean, she says it herself. She's like, I thought it was cool. Like, she probably just listens to it and is yeah. like, yeah, that sounds cool. Stick it in. Why not? I'll thrash my head around. And then it just completely disrupts the song because you're like, whoa. And then it allows for the song to completely just fall flat for that incredible build up, which 
I think that Reeve ending where the bottom of the song falls out and then it comes back in is actually mm-hmm. such a fucking brilliant. It moment. is like it just gives me goosebumps, it gives me chills. I remember when I seen it because the first time I ever seen her live was Femme Fatale tour, which I mean, oh, was it? Yeah, like not iconic, but I mean, I sobbed for the first four songs like uncontrollably. Like me and my sister were standing. God bless her. She took me um, to go and see her, and um. <laughs> that's so great that you went with your sister well it's cause we don't we've like Britney's like her thing we like she's 12 years older than me so she grew up with Britney like as her life like obviously I did but she was like 18 at the Onyx Hotel tour yeah. she had such a different experience one I'm so jealous of so she took me to the Femme Fatale tour in Manchester actually um, but she'd obviously seen Onyx Hotel Britney so when she seen her come on like and the opening song was Hold Against Me. She was like, ah, it's Britney. And obviously she was trash and whatever. But I just couldn't believe I was in the same room as her because the presence, oh, and even her presence at that point, like wasn't great. But see, just knowing like Britney is in this room. Is in the room. It, but it was that song as well. Like, cause the song is so dramatic and it has, like it gives her the opportunity to do like a big entrance and she was on that chair and like the breakdown was just like whipping the hair and then the build up just allowed yeah. it. Like it all just was, I just remember looking at the stage when the song was building back up and like, I literally cannot believe this is the Britney Spears tour right now. Such a good way to start it's, that show. Um, oh, as I much just, as I have my problems with that show. It's yeah. also so cute that you said that was your first thought. That was literally, I'm sure I've said this to you before, but whenever I saw her for the first time, I remember literally turning to my cousin who had taken me and literally just going, oh my God, she's here. As though that would be a surprise, <laughs> but it's so in the same room as her. No, I was um, so overwhelmed and like the tears didn't stop. I remember it definitely was the first like three songs, maybe four. And I remember my sister because like it was sobbing, like my shoulders were like going up and down. Like <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And I was like, I was like singing along, but through the sobs, like, would you hold it again? <laughs> <laughs> A really heart- heartbreaking demand. Fully just, and then like the second or third song was up and down. I was like down and up and down and up and down. Like literally all just like. I was- I was so surprised that she did up and down because that was a bonus <sighs> track, wasn't it? But also, what a fucking song. Well, the bonus tracks song. to Femme Fatale, I mean, that's an episode in itself if we ever were to do a deep dive into that yeah. album. The yeah. bonus tracks to Femme Fatale are incredible, actually, better than some of the album tracks. But anyway. She has the habit of that, doesn't she? Circus is the same, I think. Yeah, she does. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she definitely did get a lot of credit at the time, but that definitely is forgotten. Like, about how it incorporated so many different styles. I mean, Wikipedia mentions the dubstep, obviously, but then it's like, and a final chorus with elements of rave. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, but I mean, it is, it is a wild, like, it's so up It's a journey of a song. It's a huge banger. It doesn't try to be quiet, but then like, what I love is it's not, it is also a pop song because the verses are very pop and it gives her the space to like, Give, I feel like it, she's giving her best pop vocal performance where she actually does sound really strong and in charge um, in like a mainstream commercial way on this song. Um, if that makes any sense. I don't think it does. I mean, yeah, no, I think that does make sense. I do think... Like it's more um, straight down the line, like what we were saying earlier about her always giving into the song to make it benefit when she's like when she puts on weird voices and shit, but this one was also like, she's selling the song, like, well, it, as a perfect pop song. I also think one of the main strengths, it's across the whole album, but mainly on Hold It Against Me, it's the power of the melodies in the song. Yeah. If you strip away the 
production of this song, you're still left with a really beautiful song. The actual, that little chorus is gorgeous. It's memorable. It sticks yeah. in your head. I think she knew that the package she was delivering here was a robust package. It was really, really, I don't think there's any flaws in this song. There's no, there, nothing's wasted in Hold It Against Me. There's nothing. Oh, there's not one wasted second. No, not one second is wasted. <laughs> and the fact that it ends on a, you know, it actually just stops. There's no fade out. Oh, yeah, action. I love uh, songs that just like, like that's it. Yeah. Um, and even like, yeah, in the video, it literally ends with like a confetti cannon in your face. Like that, 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 this song is like a big viral confetti cannon. Oh, I just love it. So now for the silly little charts. Let's see. Fabulous. So, I, does it debut at number one in America? So, I mean, America was number one, which is insane to think. No. Oh, wait, maybe, maybe it did because it was Womanizer, wasn't it, that did the big jump? Yeah, yeah, that was Womanizer. Yeah. yeah. So this um, was. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. I love how legendary she was at that time. Um, after its first day of release in the United States, Hold It Against Me set the record for most radio plays during a first day. Like, her impact oh. at that time, just iconic. Yeah, debuted at number one, which, if you think of it, considering the fact she only had one US number one for the first like 10 years of her career babe one more time and then between womanizer three and hold against me in three years she got another three yeah she she was so really really in like her second imperial phase i was gonna say she really didn't play around with the fact that people people want want to see britney spears succeed i think that's that's clear and after although isn't there like a whole issue with like radio play with her in America for those first 10 years. Like she would have had oh, yeah, an she awful would have had, number one. Yeah, I think it's, I can't remember why. It's something to do, it happened in the third album. Um, and then she basically got like, what's the phrase? Blacklisted. Oh yeah, she got blacklisted from radio. Cause like the fact Toxic wasn't number one is insane. And then it was, but also that was her first um, top 10 in quite a few years because like radio has such a big impact on US charts toxic like was the fact that that was her first top 10 when every single album she released debuted at number one but the singles like i'm a slave for you i don't think was it definitely wasn't top 10 but i don't even think it was top 20 overprotected was, i think it like, got to like 17 or something like that i think like they were all like four years her singles didn't do well because of radio but obviously time had passed by the time of like gimme more and stuff that was all sort of over because it was a different time so definitely like i think this time was her second imperial phase because obviously all that was over so it was just like everything was working in her favor and she got like everyone that wanted to hear her and wanted her to do well were able to do so without like things being in the way without anything blocking it yeah it is it is kind of it's strange as well because this, this this is her last number one in the states mm. um i'm glad that it got to number one i still think I don't really know what I was going to say there. I'm excited to hear how it did in um, the other, in our, oh, yeah. our places. So Because I can't really remember, because my like if this was the point when I kind of stopped paying attention to charts. Do you know whenever you get to a certain age where you're like, yeah. I will listen to what I want to listen to, and it doesn't really, you know, I'm not really affected by what's playing on the radio or whatever, like, because we all had our iPods and everything. Oh my God, that's what I was going to say. That's the other weird memory I have of when it was released. So I, um, did a, I had a paper round at the time. <laughs> Oh my god, did you? Uh, I was um, a paper legend. <laughs> yeah, but my mum... 
so bad. So basically, although I had the paper round, and I don't think I had a bike anymore. It's like I used to do it on foot, but I mean, it was literally, you know, it was, it was, we're not even talking a mile radius. I, it wouldn't have taken long. It would take like 45 minutes. Um, well, maybe like over an hour. But my mum or dad used to drive me round in the winter because I would say it was too cold for me to do it. So they would drive me round and stop at every single door. They would stop at every single door and it would take like half an hour. So it was still quite long because like the stop and starting. But I'd be like, I'm not walking. I can't do it. Like you want me to earn money, but I can't. It's too cold. I can't possibly do it. Such a little drama queen. I can't believe you were such a fully formed little bitch. Yeah, but anyway, because the day that this was out, I'd like listen to it online, and then for some reason, I don't know, because it, it's not as if I listened to radio much then, but I think part of me was still like, oh, I can't wait to hear a song on the radio for the first time. Um, yeah. And then I was in the car with my mum, and <laughs> we always used to do it between like, I'd come back from school, we'd leave at four, she'd want to be back for five to put the dinner on, and we were like outside a house and the radio station was like, and now I've got no Britney Spears. Hold on. And I was like, oh, I can't get out. My mom was like, get out and put that, you need to deliver that paper. And I was like, no mom, please. It's only three minutes and like 40 seconds. Please. I just need to listen to yeah. it. For a and she was like, Ross, get out. You can listen to it when you're home. And I was like, please mom, I want to listen. <laughs> Such a little bitch. Like, please, I need to listen to it on the radio, please. And then um, she made me go out. She was like, we can walk the rest. And obviously I was like, I'm not walking the rest. That's absurd. Um, so uh-huh. um, I like eventually just like after the first verse was like fine and then like went to the door was like running back to the car got the final chorus um, and she was like oh like that little song that was great and I was like and I wasn't allowed to hear well, it well at least at least you got your mum on board yeah and after she heard it I can't remember what I can't remember she kind of just said it but I must have just been like babbling on and on and on and on like oh legend she's back queen of pop did the um, and then my mum was like, yeah, she is the queen of pop. And I was like, well, no, that's Madonna. And she's like, and I am just going to say this, even though it has thrown my mum under the bus. <laughs> what did she say? So I am so, like, fully committed to my, well, I'm not fully committed to my opinions because I'm so blasé and they change all the time. But, um, yeah, I'm so committed to every, um, you know, every, every belief that I hold in this moment, <laughs> every momentary belief. That's actually a very good way of saying, yes, uh-huh. describe it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like that because my mum, because she will just say like such bold statements so flippantly and I'm like, what? You can't say that? But that's yeah. why I do it. Um, and she, like I've definitely got that from her. And I remember when I said that she's Queen of Pop, um, well, she's not really though. My mum was like, no, Britney definitely is the Queen of Pop now. Madonna's the granny of pop. <gasps> no. I know. She literally was ageist. And, like, oh my God. My, the age is hanging. But also she's like two years younger than Madonna. So I'm like, you've... <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i also associate hold it against me with my mum admitting that britney is the queen of pop which i was like well that's a little bit iconic yeah um, anyway back to lish hearts um so yeah, in the uk i mean it's good i'll check after because i mean it did it was top 10 it was number six um so not top five but like not bad number three wasn't number one was it I don't think three went number one in the UK. I'm just going to check that quickly because then that would be a good comparison to see what we did. Oh, oh no, so UK was number seven. No, three was number seven in the UK. So, oh, so, so this did better. Yeah, so oh. at least hold it against you did better and that's quite surprising. Um, yeah, so this got number six in the UK. In Ireland, it did make it top five at number five. Uh, it's got five and then in Scotland, a nice little number four. 
Oh, so she did fairly well then. Yeah, so she didn't crack the top three in any of them, which is quite unfortunate. But four and five, top five in both of our countries. Slay a little bit, Celtic queen. She did, yeah, she did pretty well. Also, the more I think about it, she didn't actually come over to promote this, did she, in the UK? I remember she did, she promoted, obviously, Circus, like Womanizer in the UK. So she, she did promote... She promoted the album, but those promotional interviews were like months later in like March, so it wasn't for it the was, I think that was for the it was for the tour, those oh, ones. Was it for the tour? Oh yeah, because she was actually I here so. in person because she was like she did yeah. Loose Women and she did Alison Hammond. Um yeah, so I mean yeah, she didn't do promo like immediately in that January anywhere really, I don't think. Like even in America because she didn't do the video for a few weeks. So the song was out for a few weeks and then the video came like much later in February after like that two week countdown. We need to talk about the video. Um, Cause like she filmed the video on January 22nd, 23rd. So that's already like more than two weeks after the song came out. And then um, it didn't come until February. So if you think of it, they must've actually, it must've been the song weekend that they just rushed everything forward. forward. Yeah. Well, they definitely did rush it forward, I think, at least by a few days. Um, um, but, like, I mean, the actual era, because if they didn't have the video ready, like, she usually would have a video ready um, for Womanizer and stuff she had. So, yeah, it is, I suppose she didn't really do any promo for it until, like, the album was coming out in March. Yeah. It's amazing, actually, that it did perform so well, considering that. Also, if you think of these times, although it is, well, 10 years ago, it is a long time ago, like we're saying it was released but that's not like spotify it's not apple music it's also there's no like she was on twitter but instagram didn't exist whereas now if anyone releases a song it's all over the instagram everyone that follows them knows about it whereas so many britney fans at that time were only really finding out through like papers or like um yeah or like web blogs and stuff like that yeah but i mean yeah. like my sister's never really been on anything apart from like facebook and insta so like i would always tell her like oh britney's got a new song out so if you think of all those fans who wouldn't know until like they heard it on the radio it is actually mad that her doing no promo on a song getting like top five in ireland and scotland yeah that's actually it's really, quite really impressive good. actually yeah. yeah i love the song and i also think where would you put it in where would you put it in your ranking of lead singles Britney. Uh, okay, let's do that. So my least favorite lead single is Work Bitch. <gasps> yeah. Um yeah. then it would probably be Make Me. That's fair. Then no. Work Bitch, then Womanizer, then Make Me. Then then hold it against me, probably. So then what's above it? Baby, oops, me against the music. Baby, oops, me against... Oh, wait, no, actually, me against the music is my least favourite lead single. Yeah, I thought you didn't like that. Um... Yeah, that's my least favourite lead. So hold it against me would probably be at the... like Just at the halfway mark, I think. It would probably go, give me more. Oops. Baby. And then hold it against me. What about you? I'd need to do a list to actually visualize the songs together. Otherwise I will say something that I don't mean. Yeah. I really need to go to the doctor. I think for something like that, like I, the way my brain works is not normal. Um, Womanizer work bitch and then hold it again. My little brain. I love my little brain too. It's just silly and cute and hot and vibes. Oh my God, it's so hard. When I list them here to 
think of listening to them, how much I enjoy it. I, I actually, I'm going to say it's my third favorite lead single. <gasps> okay, can I guess your number one and two? Yeah, I mean, my number one's my favorite of all time. Give me more. Yeah. Oh my god, well done! Yes! Ah, yes. Best friends! Love it! Um, oh my god, well done, yeah. So, yeah, because I almost thought Slave For You, but this cannot be number two, because Slave For You is just, ah, uh, next level, sends me mad. But yeah, I would say this is third, because when I listen to it, I honestly feel like I'm being teleported into this, I don't even know, Wait, this, like, rave spaceship. You would rather listen to this than Oops, I Did It Again or Baby One More Time? I have a funner experience when I listen to this song. Okay, okay, fair. Like, fair. I mean, I completely disagree, but fair. <laughs> I think you're entirely wrong and you should be disgusted, but, but whatever, yeah. But we know this. Whenever I am yeah. talking about favourite songs, I think what listening experience brings me most joy. You know, if I was to die yeah. in five minutes, I'm not going to listen to Cold Case Love, even though it's the most divine Rihanna single. I'm going to listen to We Found Love because it just makes me so You'd happy. rather be happy. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. That's that's completely fair. And like, you can dance so much to this song. It's just, oh yeah, I love it. The energy, it just gives me that buzz, you know? But uh, yeah, love it. Stunning. Perfect. Um, okay, gorgeous. Well, thank you, Hold It Against Me, and thank you, Britney Spears. That's all I ever have to say. As I'm always. That's what we what we say every night before we go to sleep. <clears throat> well, um, lovely chat, Mark. <laughs> oh, as always. <laughs> Good to catch up. Yeah, great. It's so great. rare that we talk to each other. Great to hear your voice, um, especially for three hours in one day. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Right. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening again. Yeah. Um, enjoy. We will be with you again next week, hopefully. And yeah, you can follow us at Celtic Queens Pod on Twitter or Celtic Queens of Pop on Instagram, where I will need to try and do fun content. <laughs> but what do you do for podcasts? Who knows? We'll find out. Um, we'll figure something out. But yeah, follow us for cute, hot, and sexy vibes. And hope you're all doing well in lockdown. Just keep it real, keep going. We love you. Stay strong. You've got this. You've got it, guys. You've got it. Um, okay, so great. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh -huh. See you next week. Right. Bye. Adios. <laughs>